Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited about the focus of this episode today. It's habits. I've talked a little bit about habits in the past, but I'm going to talk about habits, the habits that we have, both productive and counterproductive, in a much deeper way today, in a way that, frankly, until recently, I didn't know was even possible to gain as deep an insight into our habits as what I've learned in the last few months. So let's talk about habits. We all have them. We have some idea of how our habits impact us. And usually we think about that later. It isn't right away that, or even before we do something that we think about a habit. By its very definition, a habit is something that is just an almost autopilot way of doing something. And our brains have all kinds of those built in. Have you ever wanted to change a habit that you have? Have you identified habits in your life that are hurting you or holding you back? Well, the answer to those questions is probably yes. I think we've all asked ourselves those questions. But changing habits is difficult, right? So let's talk a little bit about what is a habit. I mean, there's so many things out there about habits and and different resources you can look at. If you were to talk to 10 different people and ask them to define a habit, there would be a general consensus around what a habit is, but that's where it would stop. When you get into how to change habits, how to create more productive habits, that's where things tend to fall apart because until now, there hasn't been a good way to measure habits, both productive and counterproductive, and then be able to create a good pathway forward for how to change those that you want to change or enhance those that you want to enhance. Habits are patterns in our brain. Basically, they're based in our neural pathways, and we've developed habits over time. So the simple explanation, the source of a habit comes from one of two areas, pleasure or pain. Well, that kind of makes sense, right? It's either pleasure or pain. We seek more pleasure or try to avoid pain. This is a part of our survival instincts. We want to live our best lives. We want to do our best work. But then those pesky habits keep getting in the way. Now, not all habits are counterproductive. We have many productive habits that help us every day. So why do the counterproductive habits seem to have a greater impact because they are present in every situation that we experience. Think of it this way. 
the counterproductive habits are like rocks that you would put in a backpack and and just put that pack on your back and carry it around all day long. So if you're going on a hike, think about people who go on hikes and they carry a backpack that has some weight in it to add to their exercise level. And that's a good thing. But when you think about counterproductive habits and how they impact us on a daily basis, how heavy that backpack is can make a huge difference on how productive we can be in any given day. The larger the number of these rocks that we carry around, the heavier the weight you're going to carry and the more it tends to slow you down. Every counterproductive habit that you can minimize reduces that load and allows you more freedom, more energy, more focus, and more confidence to move forward and to achieve more. So in that analogy, that would be taking rocks out one at a time and reducing those counterproductive habits load that you're carrying around with you every day. Well, that all sounds good, right? But where do we even start with this? We have a general idea of counterproductive habits and specifically our own counterproductive habits. It's probably easier to see those in other people than it is in ourselves. But, you know, that's not enough to change those habits or we would have already done that. We have to have deeper insight to find the root cause for those habits. We probably do have blind spots. Counterproductive habits, they're not there by accident. What do I mean by that? At some point in the past, that counterproductive habit has rewarded us in some way. It's helped us to get through something. It's helped us to deal with something. And then we reinforce that over time. But the question is, at what cost? Usually, counterproductive habits negatively impact relationships, trust, performance, collaboration, confidence, decision-making, leading yourself, leading others, and honestly, many other areas in our lives. So if these counterproductive habits have rewarded us in the past, but they have a, a real cost to them, what do we do with that? Well, the first thing, it's important to get a 360 degree view of how a habit is impacting us and impacting those people around us. Now, not to be left out, productive habits are critical as well. The more we can focus on productive habits and minimize counterproductive habits, the more we can leverage those to achieve more. Success, satisfaction, enjoyment, accomplishments, confidence, happiness are all outcomes of productive habits. The more capacity we have in our productive habits, the more we can reach our goals and our dreams. 
This is the exciting part for me, and this is what I want to share with you today. I want to talk about a new assessment that has come out. And yes, I talk about a lot of different assessments, but this one is at a whole different level. Enter the habit story assessment. Only two times in the past 35 years have I used the term game-changing when it comes to tools that will help us transform ourselves and transform other people at home and at work. The first was about 10 years ago when I incorporated emotional intelligence assessments and tools, or what a lot of people call EQ, into the work that I do. Those tools are fantastic, and I'm not doing away with those tools. They they provide a very specific type of insight that is critically important, whether this is just for personal life or for work or really for anything in your life. Now is the second time I'm going to use that game-changing terminology with this habit story assessment. Why? Habit story provides insight you simply cannot get through any other assessment. Now, I know that may be hard to believe, but I can tell you as somebody who's been deep into the assessment world for the last 35 years and used I don't know how many different assessments over those years. That's a true statement. This is truly a game-changing assessment because it gives us insight that you're not going to get anywhere else. It measures both productive and counterproductive habits. And here's the key. It measures them on the same scale. There are some other things out there that measure productive habits or strengths. Some people call them strengths. But bottom line, there's nothing like the habit story assessment. It identifies the root cause underneath the habits in a way that accelerates change and transformation. So I'm looking at a sample of the habit story assessment report right now. You can go to our blog, eqfit.org slash blog, and you can look at this assessment. Um, And I think the blog title is, What is Your Habit Story? When I look at this, I'm, I'm only looking at one page of a very robust assessment. There are many pages, great insights, truly insights you cannot get in any other way. This is the take action page. And I love this, the way that this has been put together, because it's truly actionable information and insight. It isn't just, oh, here's the personality thing over here. And this is kind of a tendency of this or that or the other. No, this gets right to the root causes of where you are today with your habits, both productive and counterproductive, even better, it adds to that an understanding of is that coming from external sources or from internal, from yourself? I mean, think about that. 
if you could understand what the root cause of, of those habits that, that you have are and, and how to change those, we're now creating a roadmap that allows you to do that. And this is what I'm so excited about. So it measures both productive and counterproductive habits on the same scale and identifies the root cause underneath the habits in a way that you can change what you want to change if you're willing to put in the work. The assessment is easy. takes about 18 minutes. Tons of amazing information and insight that comes out of it. And then the work starts if you want to. So I'm looking at this take action page and here are some things that it talks about. Which of your beliefs are holding you back? I love that. Here's why I love that. I've talked in previous episodes about where motivation comes from and it's a, it's a very sequential process. We have a thought We attach meaning to that thought. Emotions are generated from the thought and the meaning. And those emotions impact our decision-making and the actions that we take. Those things are a direct part of motivation. At the heart of motivation are our beliefs, the things we believe to be true about ourselves and our place in the world. Those things, those beliefs, create the rules that we live by. Those rules and beliefs then generate our self-talk, and our self-talk has a huge impact on how effective, how successful, and frankly, how much we can enjoy our lives and our work. So, This is a direct correlation between the habit story assessment and the information you get out of it and the way that our brains work when it comes to our beliefs, our rules that we set to live our lives by, and the self-talk that's generated out of that. And that was just from one little snippet of what's on this page. Which of your beliefs are holding you back? which means which belief is holding you back, but what rules have you created to live by because of that belief? And that's where the habit story gets to the root cause. We can identify what that looks like. Here's another one. What is the price you pay for judging others and making assumptions? Now, before you jump up and say, not me, nope, I don't do that. There are times in our lives where we all do this. And probably a lot of times we do it without thinking about it. It is almost a subconscious kind of thing that's going on. So that's what I was talking about earlier when I said we may have counterproductive habits that have rewarded us in the past, but are creating problems for us going forward. What is the cost of those counterproductive habits. Here's the next little bit to look at on this page. Does your need for security keep you from addressing the issues? What a deep question. And think about that. 
there's a lot of times when we want to feel safe or secure that we will not step up to a problem, that we will not enter into a confrontational situation. When I say confrontational, certainly not violence of any kind. I just mean sometimes we don't respond to conflict very well. We've got an assessment for that. If you want to know how you respond to conflict, I've got an assessment that will show you that. But that's what's happening here with certain habits is we would prefer to give something up instead of standing up. Does your need for security keep you from addressing the issues? And I think there's a lot of people that are hearing this that would say, yeah, there are times that happens with me. Here's how we rationalize that. If you want to know how we rationalize some of these counterproductives, and you'll have heard this, I'm not dying on that hill. The battle's not worth it. I'm not, not going to fight that fight. That's how we rationalize. Now, it's up to you, the outcome you want. You can choose to go that way, and maybe sometimes that's the best choice. But those problems don't go away. Those issues don't go away. And we may have a habitual approach to not dealing with certain issues. Here's another one to look at. Do your own tasks that you think need to be done impact yourself in negative ways? Here's another way I can say that. Do you own your tasks that you think need to be done? Or do you put that off on others? Are people codependent on you to get things done? Codependency is never really a good place to be. Collaboration is great. I'm no problem with collaboration. Codependency can be a real issue. So as we start to look through this, just this one little part of this habit story assessment report, these are, these are deep questions that you can gain insight to through this report. If you want to learn more about the Habit Story Assessment, feel free to check it out. Go to our website and check it out. We're going to have a nice explanation of it on there. And I'm going to add an, a recent video that I was a part of to our YouTube channel. Um, and I'll also stick it into our blog article that has that. So feel free to check those out as well. There are many good resources out there that talk about habits. I've read books and articles on this topic. When I first learned of the habit story assessment, I'll admit I was a little skeptical. How do you measure habits? Can you really tell me what habits are helping or hurting me? How do you identify the root causes of these habits and then help me change those? And you're probably having some of the same questions. Then I went ahead and decided to explore Habit Story and the science behind it. What I found, what has 
it's not just one science, but multiple sciences brought together in a way that is absolutely unique and valuable. That gave me a lot of confidence in what I was seeing and hearing. Now, I've had the privilege of meeting and getting to know the foremost thought leader in this area. His name is Dr. Chuck Coker, C-O-K-E-R. He's got 30 plus years working with these concepts and tools. And wow, does Chuck know his stuff and has a real passion for this work. I am so blessed to call him a friend. He is opening doors of insight and wisdom for me that is going to transform people's lives, including my own. Now, I'm going to talk about something that that Chuck shared recently with me that really got my attention. In a recent video with Chuck and with Michael Mueller, Michael is from a company called Two Story that actually developed the Habit Story Assessment. Chuck mentioned that there is a 90% plus predictability factor when using Habit Story. As I said, that immediately got my attention. An assessment that has a 90% or better chance of predicting success. Think of the way that changes the landscape when it comes to making decisions about people, even yourself. Hiring, promoting, team building, leadership, retention, engagement levels can all be enhanced when you have this kind of insight. Have you ever observed someone who appears to have everything they need to be successful but then they fall short of expectations? We've all seen that. Maybe we've even seen that in ourselves. Now we have a way to predict what that person will be able to do in a specific role, a specific situation. And that predictability is at an extremely high level. There is no other assessment that can offer this level of predictability and insight. This assessment now has become a foundational assessment in my work with individuals, with leaders, with teams, and with organizations. And let me tell you why. I can now, with one assessment, and I'm never a proponent of only using one assessment. I will use other assessments with it. I may use personality assessments, mindset assessments, EQ-based assessments. Depending on the specific situation, there will always be a combination of assessments. But things have shifted now for me because the habit story is going to give me the deep insight that I need. Then I can go take an EQ assessment or a leadership competency assessment and figure out what the Areas of work needed are for a given individual to enhance their productives and reduce their counterproductives. They work together. That's the point I'm trying to get at. The challenges in our world today demand new tools and new methods to meet them. And the same goes for opportunities. 
The Habit Story Assessment has incorporated AI and predictive analytics plus 30 plus years of expert knowledge and experience to give us the insights we need. We can now approach people decisions, including decisions for ourselves, with consistent confidence. And the reason for that is simple. Not only do we have a roadmap, we now have a compass to go with that roadmap. We have ways to know where we want to go, and we have an ongoing way to measure that, which is the compass. This is exciting stuff. This is going to change people's lives in a very, very big way. Again, if they're willing to put the work in. Now, how does all this happen? Yes, you need somebody certified in the assessment, like myself, to provide the feedback of the assessment report and really help people understand what is it saying to me and what do I want to change and what does that mean in the real world in a very practical way. But I want you to think about this. Take a minute. Think about a counterproductive habit that you see in yourself or that you see in somebody else. What would it be like to reduce that counterproductive habit? What would you or somebody else gain if they could change those counterproductive habits into practicing more productive habits? Intriguing, right? Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at eqfit.org.